High School Basketball on Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Rob Moore, your livestock risk management of Mediapolis, Iowa, 4N Plumbing of Washington, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Real Smart Highlights of Columbus, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa, back on sponsoring us, and the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. We're here uh, in Kyoto, Iowa, as Kyoto Transmission and Repair presents Kyoto Eagles basketball this year. we got Coach Strand with us. Welcome program, Coach. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate you for having me. Well, we, we talked to you a little bit uh, uh, when you were practicing around for the season. and uh, Hello. Coach, uh, Coach Stout, sorry, uh, I... I Got Connor Strand on the brain because I got a new nickname for him. We're going to break out here. <laughs> okay, that's all right. I guess we'll just start out with the breaking news. We're going with Connor the Brand Strand. <laughs> all right, sounds good. I think he's going to be a big part of what you're doing this year. Anyway, cool. <laughs> uh, you already played a couple games. Let's kind of go over those real quick. Oh, uh, we shot the ball. Shot the ball just awesome so far. I mean, we were knocking down threes. Um, we're running up and down the floor. We're playing. Our press has been working real well. Um, but, you know, that's just been the big key so far is we've pressed, we've shot well, and got up and down the floor. Well, you you, you got to win, uh, I guess, against the Wise and Muscatine, and who else? And Sigourney. And Sigourney. Tuesday okay, night, yeah, yep. the big big, uh, uh, big rivalry yep. game yep. over there. Yep. Uh, you're shooting well. I'm, I've seen you're, you're putting some high totals up. Yeah, we well, then at the Sigourney game, we started out five for six from the three-point line in the first two minutes of the game. So that was really nice to see. Um, yeah, yeah, we've had 40, I think we had 47 points at the half or whatever, and Came out, then Evan Vitito kind of took over in the second half. He ended up going seven for seven, um, had 14 points. Cole had 22 points. Sawyer had 18. Tanner, Tanner, both games, he's got seven and eight points. Yeah, I heard Tanner. Is, he's shooting uh, the ball really well. Waterhouse, he's really stepping yep. his game up. Yep, this year. yeah. They, he's, well, he's open because everyone's keen on these other guys, and he's he's knocking down shots so far. So, like really? I told the kids, as long as we keep shooting like this, we're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I bet you are. Uh, so, you're home tonight. Uh, who's your opponent tonight? we got to play Lone Tree Lions. Okay, what do you do? You know anything about them? Uh, they're a little bit younger this year. Got a brand new coach. Um, coach Squires moved on. Um, so, so not a lot. Watched a little bit of game film against Columbus. Um, we should we should be all right. I think we should be able to pressure him. Um, get some open shots. He, he told me. He said, "I'm gonna come out and pressure you guys." I said, "Good." And so I think Evan. I think Evan and, and Connor are gonna have a big night, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Connor. You know, he's a big kid. Uh, was kind of you a little injured last year. Was used kind of uh, as a relief role this year. What do you see uh, uh, more minutes and, and uh, more playing time? And, and what what can he do? Well, right now, what he's been doing, Evan plays about the first four minutes of the quarter. Connor comes in for three minutes, three and a half, maybe the last four. They've been kind of splitting it off splitting that, it that way. And and he does. He just brings in some rebounding mentality. Um, doesn't really care if he scores. He'll go get offensive rebounds, kick it out to our guards, which they love it because. They're getting to shoot more threes, and but but again, he's he's playing tougher right now this year. So I've I've liked that um, defensively. He's been able to stop some kids inside. So we'll just hope he keeps team all yeah. state uh, offensive yep. lineman. Yeah, on top yep. of that, yeah, football team. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else about this game you want to let us know about? No, nope, we should be all right to go. Well, thanks for I appreciate you being yep. with us. Well, we're here with Lone Trees coach Joel Herman. Welcome, to the program coach. Thank you. So uh, I really don't know anything about your team yet this year. Uh, uh, tell me how it's gone so far. Well, we've had uh, we've had one scrimmage, one jamboree, and we played our first uh, league game Tuesday night against Columbus Junction. 
uh, hard-fought battle by both teams. Uh, we were victorious, 65-59. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to start calling the games for the Wildcats this year and calling tomorrow's game. Tell me a little bit about the Wildcats. The Wildcats or the Lions? The, the, the Columbus Wildcats. Oh, the Columbus Wildcats, they were, they were scrappy. They, uh, they were athletic. Um, they took advantage of some of their their strengths, which was, you know, their offensive rebound. They did they beat us up pretty good on the offensive boards. But our I think our composure and our athleticism was able to, to outperform them. All right. Well, tell me a little bit about your, your team, the Lions. Uh, Lone Tree, uh, we have how many, how many seniors? I have five seniors. That's good. Um, one junior on the varsity squad. Um, four sophomores, or five sophomores, and one freshman that dresses but, you know, gets limited minutes, but just give them the experience of being on the bench and doing all that. Well, how many total kids do you have from varsity to freshman? From varsity to freshman, we have 20 kids. 20 kids. Well, that's not too bad of a no, program. Gives us we, you've got a little JV game going on here, getting your kids a little experience. Yeah, so, that's, that's the biggest thing is getting those boys the time to, to – uh, Learn, grow at the JV level. Well, you got a big guy in the middle, or, or someone that, that that does it for you. Well, we have a we have a foreign exchange student from Italy. His name is Pietro Pietro Setti. He's, All right. He's from Italy. He uh, he's he's going to be an asset. He has to learn the American game a little bit. I think it's a little bit different in Europe than it is yes, here. Yes, we, we we've had some exchange students last year, though. But um, I think he's going to be an impact player at for us for the whole season, and I'm just gonna have to utilize them the right way well, i like that i like that uh what about your forwards who are who's the, those kind of guys um i have senior ethan balkelman and i have jack patterson who is uh, a junior they are my they're my they're my my forwards they they rotate into many positions like jack patterson if pietro's out he'll play the high post he's a strong kid Ethan, he can be a he can be a sniper on the uh, offensive end. Just a kid that just works hard, doesn't say a whole lot, doesn't complain. Uh, the boys, they all the boys work hard. They, you know, having a new coach is you know a change for them, and you know a different expectation, different standard. But I think they're responding well. Okay, well, tell me about the guards. Uh, all my guards are all sophomores. I have my point guard, which is Emmett Reese. He is, you know, his dad has spent a lot of. Uh, excuse me. Emmett Burke is my is my point guard. His father is my assistant coach. He's done a lot of work in the you know when he was younger, getting him prepared for this level, and he is definitely taking on that leadership role as a point guard. Runs the offense, gets the kids the ball where they need to get the ball. Uh, my my two guard or my you know my my shooting guard, but a defenseless specialist is is um, uh, Dominic Garcia. He's a sophomore as well. He uh, he's he doesn't say two things, but he will do everything you ask him to do and more. Um, I like that. I have uh, Reese Holbrook. He is another sophomore. He he's a kid that has a lot to learn, but has some ath- athleticism and some talent in the game. And he's gonna he's gonna be an impact player before the end of the year. Well, uh, who's your rebounders? Uh anybody that anybody that goes after the ball. Every, everybody's a, everybody's uh, every, trying to uh, uh, like a, a bullpen by committee, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we are rebounding. We have to do it by committee. Yes, yeah, okay. we. That is that is. Uh, well, who's your who's your inside scores? It can be any one of them because of the way our offense works. Everybody can gets an opportunity to go to the basket, get to the basket. Um, I, Pietro is going to be that guy that's going to get him in there as well. Jack Patterson's going to get to get the points inside as well. Um, but you know, 
the way the offense is supposed to flow is that everybody gets to the baskets and scores on the basket. What about uh, your three points, your outside shooters, your mid-range shooters? Uh, th- again, that goes back to that goes back to goes back to Reese, goes back to Emmett, goes back to Dom, goes e- Ethan as well. I mean, any the, my philosophy on offense is you you can't make you can't make a shot you don't shoot. So I want you to shoot the ball, shoot the ball. If you take ten shots in a row, you miss. I might pull you out, talk to you for a few minutes, and then bring you back in. But I, you know, I, I want the kids to shoot the ball, and then and I'll accept misses, but you have to shoot in order to make. Well, let me ask you a question about you here. Um, how did you? This year, for you said this is your first year coaching Lone Tree. Uh, what was your basketball journey to become the head coach at Lone Tree? Oh, I'm an old guy. Well, me too. <laughs> I'm with you on that. No, I had the opportunity. I lived in California, grew up in California, Southern California. I grew up in a town of Oxnard. Uh, I played for a gentleman by the name of Lucianovich. He was the winningest coach in California up until a few years ago when maybe 12, 10, 10 12 years ago, the coach from Modern Day, which is in Orange County, surpassed him and wins. I coached, you know, multiple years doing some assistance as a baseball coach at the varsity level. I like that. I was an assistant coach for uh, our rival school in Ventura, St. Bonaventure. And then I took seven years where I coached, you know, at the, my, my kids had a elementary school. I did seven, eighth grade boys and girls basketball there and then had it run an eaglet program. Well, that's all a long ways from Iowa. That is a long ways. And then I spent uh, seven years in, in Colorado. I was a two-year head coach varsity in at Woodland Park, and I stepped away from that because my oldest boy, I coached my, my son was a sophomore when I took over the program, and he was a good basketball player, actually a great basketball player, great baseball player, but it was ruining our relationship, and I thought it was better for me to step away and let somebody else coach I get him. it, I get it, and, I feel you. And then my wife and I decided to move back. My wife's from Des Moines originally, and so... Uh, we looked it's in like the a dang boomerang, ain't it? Yeah. Well, you're for me, born in Iowa. You can't wait to get out of Iowa. Yeah. Then they'll start raising kids. You're like, God, I gotta get these kids back to Iowa. Well, and that's that was the whole point. Was coming back to be close to her family. Um, I'm I'm a Southern California kid, but I love it here. I love the people. Um, I love the competition, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I was sad to see Tom Squires leave because he was a he was a good coach, and um, but he chose to retire and or move on or do whatever. I, I don't know what you, how you want to say it, but. Um, I mean, I, when they when the opening came available, they, they were they were limited. Do you want to you want to go this way so the noise? Oh. Yeah, they're kicking they, the music on here. There were limited applicants, and and when our principal, who is Mr. Kashok, is a great man, decided to take it on, and was thinking about taking it on, and when he talked to myself and to uh, to uh, the head basketball, the girls' coach, uh, Shellman, I was a little worried. Because when you ask somebody to help out and help you design and run, you know, do plays, at some point he or I are going to take over. And having Mr. Kashaka do that and, you know, not have any basketball experience, that isn't fair to those boys. No, no, you, I yeah, felt, I, I, felt I like what you did here. You're stepping up. You know, uh, we, we have a saying here at Round Guy Radio is no, no good man ever became a good man without the leadership of other good men. We appreciate you, and thanks for being with us. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Well, uh, uh, we're here with Sawyer Stout. I thought he was the, the, the player of the game, although there was a lot of uh, great play. You guys score a lot of points, and you're moving moving the ball so fast up and down the court. Uh, has that been all three games, or, or was tonight you just really was picking putting the foot on the gas? Man, this was the slowest play, pace game we played all year. Really? We, well, um, we kind of turned the ball over a little too much tonight, and the last few games we put up a little more points. Our defense played a little better tonight, but... 
we've been playing this. This is how we like playing the game of basketball. Cole Kindred's an excellent point guard and just sets the pace for us. Yeah, you guys did a great job, but you shot really well tonight. Uh, and I've never really seen a game where you particularly ever shot really well and they ever lost. <laughs> well, North Mahaska last year might have been. Might have but, been. Uh, but, man. If we shoot that well, we're going to be tough to beat. Well, tell me a little bit. It uh, uh, seems like the expectations are pretty high this year. Uh, um, you're just missing, I, I think, Anderson from last year. But everybody else seems to be stepping up. Uh, who who from that didn't play a lot last year that's on the team this year that's contributing uh, Quite a bit. Oh man, I. Well, I'm not guy, saying that you guys were on the team, but they didn't play. This guy, he played a lot. He played. A, he was a starter last year, but man, he he's really stepped up his game. Billy Kindred. Oh yeah, his really. little brother. Oh man, Bad Billy. He has stepped it up this year. Yeah, he's played great. He was on the boards. Vivito was on the boards. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of getting put backs and putting them in. I thought you guys played excellent. Well, uh, Home Plate Sports Cards has given me a, a pack a, a pack of mystery pack cards. Uh, and somewhere you're either going to get an on-card autograph or a relic in there. Let's see what you... Oh, we got a Brandon there Ingram. There it is. We got a jersey, a jersey patch, Brandon Ingram. Uh, yeah, a, a patch used in the NBA game. That is, what, what that is awesome. Play for? This is an old one of the Lakers, but he's on the Pelicans oh, now. Oh, nice, nice this Laker. Is a, this uh, one's nice. Laker, well, uh, congratulations. And it looks like there's some other pretty good, good cards oh, in there definitely. for your collection. Well, I'll, uh, thanks These are for, awesome. I'll take the jack back. Yep, there you go. Thanks for being with us, and congratulations on an outstanding game. Thank you. Well, we're here uh, in Columbus Junction as the Wise Musketeen down to, uh, uh, or yeah, the Wise Musketeen down Columbus uh, by 20 points. Uh, well, we got the player of the game, Ty Northup, with us. Uh, welcome, to the program. Hey. Uh, uh, well, tell me a little bit about your game tonight. Uh, you did a lot of uh, distributing the ball as well as shooting the ball. Uh, uh, we knew you were a good player, but I didn't realize how many other good players you have around you, like this Klein kid. And uh, who are some of the other players out there that helped spark this win? Uh, Jesse Ryanair hitting corner, being able to hit some shots wide open, and then Dawson Downing broke the uh, steal record this year tonight, actually, with nine or ten. And then with some younger people coming off the bench, like Xavier Wheeler, and then Tyler Rosen giving us good minutes off the bench. Well, you did a good job of moving the ball around. Uh, the more Columbus moved the ball around, the more you guys stole it and, and, and tripped it. Has uh, uh, that been a work in progress? Do you feel like the, the things are just going better, or have you been pretty good at moving the ball all season? Uh, the first two games, it was a little rough, but during practice, we worked on it a lot. Then we started this game, it started clicking, and it looked really, really good. Hopefully, it stays like that all season. All right. Well, is there anything else about this game you want to talk about? Uh, that we all played well together, and hopefully, we can keep it going. All right. Well, uh, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa always presents a uh, mystery pack of uh, basketball cards wow. to the to the player of the game. So once you open it up, see uh, just go straight to the to the uh, either it's either an autograph or a relic. We had a relic from the Lakers on there. We had some uh, on card uh, autographs so far. Let's see what you get. Mozamba, Jesse. Oh, you got a clear one. That's pretty cool. And there it is, a nice relic. Who is it? Uh, Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe Mutombo, a little uh, 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 game-used jersey uh, patch on there. Well, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Look at our famous video stuff. The Pecan Panthers are brought to you by the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa, and the Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. We got Coach Swanson with us. Welcome to the program. Okay, glad to be here, Dave. Well, you, you've uh, uh, had the opportunity to play a couple games so far. Uh, let our listeners know who you played and how it came out. 
We played Wapolo on Tuesday night, won the game 62-35. Season opener at home. Crash the glass really well. A lot of extra opportunities. Uh, Pots in some foul trouble. Uh, second quarter, third quarter. But uh, we're able to uh, take care of a couple Waffalo runs and some uh, some good three-point shooting down the stretch and kind of open the thing up. And I think we're up, up by 30 at one point. Got everybody in the game. And it's a really good uh, home opener. Great win this season. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about Waffle. I haven't had a chance to see them yet. Waffle has a, one of the top returning players in the conference in Jackson Lands. He had a big game. Uh, he scored 29 of the 35 points. Jeez. Uh, high volume offensive player. He, he takes a lot of shots. So he gets the free throw line a lot. Can shoot threes, can drive the basket, can play inside. He, he was a matchup problem. We, uh, we had three different guys guarded at uh, different junctures in the game because of some foul issues, but I, I thought we overall a great team defensive effort. Our hustle and competitive, competitiveness was really good and uh, helped us get a nice win. <laughs> well, what did your team do well in that game? I just just competed. Uh, <laughs> played hard. Uh, crashing the glass, diving on the floor after loose balls. Talking on defense, moving our feet. I was really happy. Just all, all around, our, our energy was, was great. Is there anything from that game you think you need to work on? Uh, you know, we didn't shoot particularly well from three overall. We shot well at times. Um, and in the 10 threes, made threes on the game. But uh, just finding the right times to shoot, being, a, being shot ready, getting your hands up, basically ready to, ready to shoot the basketball and then making a good pass. That's something we'll, we'll definitely work on. So, well, uh, you know, in the next game, I think you went to Winfield Mount Union. Now, they're really, literally one of the best teams in the state. Uh, um, tell us a little bit of how that game went. Yeah, went there last, last night, uh, Friday night, and – Final scores, I mean, 55-37, kind of a strange game. We, we started really slow offensively. Uh, we're playing really good defense, I thought, through the first quarter and part of the second quarter. In fact, it was 12-10 uh, to 10. at one point. We were down two you know, mid-second quarter, and then our offense really really struggled. We had some uh, costly turnovers. They, they manufactured some quick points. I was using a lot of timeouts trying to get us reset, and we just uh, really struggled that, that second quarter, especially the back half offensively, and, and only come up with 14 points in the first half and had 12 turnovers. So it's not a good uh, recipe for success. Walked in the halftime 31-14, came out the third, still struggling to, to find ourselves on offense. And then, uh, again, another timeout. They're mid-third quarter, kind of got reset and found our footing a little bit. Went on a really nice run to finish third, had it down to 12 points. Actually had it down to 10 early in the fourth, and then really just ran out of gas. Uh, had some guys get in some foul issues. Uh, didn't, didn't have a, a very many timeouts left and, uh, and kind of got away from us. But, uh, you know, overall, 
lot of lot of good things come out of that game. Uh, a lot of things to work on. Obviously, I, I was happy with our defensive performance overall. And kudos to to Winfield. They hit some some really tough shots late in the shot clock a lot. And uh, when, when they needed a little run, they got it. So kudos oh, to them. And, and again, they're they're a good team. I uh, I haven't had the opportunity to see them. I'm going to check them out Tuesday when they play Waco. Uh, Tell me a little bit about Winfield Mount Union and did the Buffington kid play or not? Uh, Buffington did not play, no. Okay. But they still have a lot of other things. Uh, um, one thing I think, uh, um, that's not very many points for them to score. They, they could easily lay 80 points on a, on a team in, in a heartbeat. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little, tell me a little bit about them and then tell me about how you were able to, to you know, do pretty well defensively, I guess. Yeah, it starts with the... Uh... Two old Edwards brothers, uh, Abram and Jake, senior and junior. Abram, guy down low, about 6'6", six, six, and, and uh, really built like his dad, uh, Clay, a lot. He, he, big, big fella. And uh, got to keep a body on him at all times. Really just can't let him get easy post touches at all. Uh, we did bring some doubles. Uh, he was able to, to find uh, other guys open or, or get a cutter here and there. But, uh, Jake shot the ball really well from three, hit, hit some really big daggers, and hit a couple out of transition. High difficulty three pointers that I was, you know, I was impressed with. But he really managed the game well, and you know they really didn't get out in transition unless they had a quick steal or, or a two on one. They really ran clock and, and worked our defense side to side to find holes and gaps to attack. So I think that was their game plan. They're not overly deep. I really don't have a, a lot of contributors coming off the bench. So I, I think that's kind of part of their game plan to maybe maybe slow things down and keep a little low scoring. That's just me reading between the lines. But uh, t- talented team nonetheless and uh, very, very big. Uh, our guys were just a little intimidated at the start, and it showed. You know, that was, that was part of our offensive struggles. Well, they have not given up very many points. I know they played the Wise of Muscatine. I saw them last night. They actually have some talent. Uh, they put 82 points on the board uh, against Columbus, but uh, they were, uh, I think, even in the 20s or something against uh, uh, Winfield. Well, why is it so hard to score against Winfield? Uh, the, the size. I mean, around the basket, just getting – Consistent uh, finishes is, is really difficult with the size and length they have. And Jake's six four. Uh, his arm, his wingspan have got to be bigger than that. Abram is uh, all a six six, and then uh, the, the youngest Edwards Max is, is probably six four six five. So just right there, they bring their, their two guard Carter Lloyd. He's six one six two. That's that's incredible amount of size and length out on the court when trying to swing the ball or attack the basket. And when your kids aren't used to playing against that size, it's uh, something that's hard to get used to in a you know thirty-two minute game. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what what did you what what did you what was the good takeaways? Your what did your team do well against a team that's you know um, probably a top five team in that level in the state. Again, our, our defense, I was pretty happy with overall. We had some breakdowns late in the shot clock and, and made some mistakes here and there. But overall, I, I thought we did a good job guarding the basketball. And 
uh, contesting shots. Did, did a nice job with Abram. He had, he had 20. Uh, we we did bring our doubles. We, we made him work for it. He knocked some down the free throw line as well and, and hit a three, which isn't really his game. But overall, I thought our defense was pretty good. Uh, you know, one other maybe takeaway is just that that nice run we made in the third quarter. I was really, it was really nice to see. We, we struggled, we struggled, and, and then to find ourselves at that point in the game and, and make it, make it a game for a bit was was uh, pretty impressive. And I was really happy to see the guys didn't quit and then have a offensive spurt like that's uh, not easy. So uh, obviously, there's a lot of potential there. And, and uh, we, we shot the ball pretty well again in, in, uh, from the three line overall. It was just, uh, you know, we needed, we needed more of it. All right. Well, uh, who do you got coming up uh, next week? Tuesday, we play at home versus Columbus. Then on Friday, we go to Highland. And Saturday, we're going over to Eddieville for a non-conference game. Okay. Is that a shootout? Or what time is that uh, uh, game against Eddieville? Uh, say again, Dave. What time is that game uh, uh, Saturday in Eddieville? Uh, 4 p.m. JV boys with varsity boys to follow. All right. Well, anything else you want to let our listeners know before we let you go? Yeah, come, come out and uh, come out and watch us here this week. A nice opportunity on Tuesday night and then, uh, Obviously, Friday we hit the road, and uh, Saturday hit the road again, but uh, not not too far away. So, well, let's Come get on. out. Let's get out there on Tuesday night and support the Panthers. Thanks for being with us. You bet. Thanks, Dave. We're talking Sigourney Savages basketball with Coach Islick. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. Well, uh, you know, you got through the practices and the and the. The, the scrimmages and all that in the season uh, uh, is upon us. You've had a, a little sampling. I, I don't know whether you played two games or three games. How many games have you played? Two. We played Tuesday and Friday this week. So you played Tuesday and Friday, and it looks like you you, you, you went one and one, I'm guessing. We did. All right. Well, uh, take our listeners through those uh, couple games. Yeah. we uh, Tuesday night we opened up at home uh, with Kyoto. Uh, they're a really good team. Uh, they're playing uh, really well here early in the year. Uh, um, they came out and we actually, I actually thought we, uh, we started all right. And, uh, they drilled four straight threes to start uh, and all of a sudden it's, I think it was 12, five, uh, about minute and a half into the game. And, uh, um, you know, they have a, a size advantage on us down low. Uh, the Toe kid is, is a handful. Uh, and you know, we don't really have a matchup for him with his size and strength. Um, so, uh, so we, we were, we were hoping that they wouldn't shoot the ball off well the perimeter and then come out and make four straight threes, start the game, go four for four from three. Uh, we had to change up what we were doing defensively a little bit, and then they were able to get inside on us. And so, uh, you know, credit to them. Uh, they played really well. I thought we did some good things for our first night out. Uh, I thought we competed uh, for four quarters and uh, came up on the, the short end of the stick on that one. But uh, they're a good team, and uh, they're going to they're gonna win a lot of games this year. Uh, and then uh, Friday night, we bounced back and had a win at uh, Tri-County. Um we didn't play great, uh, especially in the first half. Uh, kind of came out a little slow, uh, but got going. Uh, third quarter, we had a really nice quarter. Uh, Isaac Bruns led us with 21. Uh, Solon Yates had 18. Uh, Braden Wood had double figures with 10. Um, I thought uh, John Berg, uh, sophomore who started for us uh, both games, I thought he played really well. Uh, I thought he did a nice job 
uh, on both ends of the floor uh, in both games. Uh, and uh, it's going to be, you know, we've got, you know, Isaac uh, back who, you know, was, uh, you know, an all conference player in our league last year, but, you know, that's our only starter back. Uh, Solon got a lot of minutes last year, uh, but he's still only a sophomore. And then you know, basically everybody else is starting over from scratch at the varsity level. So uh, it's going to take a little bit of time for this group, but uh, they work hard. They have a great attitude. And uh, and I think there is some potential there uh, with the, with this group. Well, i got some breaking news, if you can handle it. Okay, let's hear it. The Kyoto Eagles are ranked number two in the state, according to Bound, uh, uh, as of right now. I can believe it. They they, they played four games this week too. Uh, Dan Dan loaded the schedule up uh, early in the early in the season. They got four games in five nights, and uh, and they were pretty dominant in all four of them. So yeah, I, I saw them with they're, the they're, with, they're a good club. I got to see them with the Lone Tree team, and I got to say they're the best looking team I've seen all year. You know, I haven't got to see Winfield Mount Union yet. But I am going to uh, see them Tuesday uh, against Waco. That should be a pretty great matchup. But, uh, yep. uh, yeah, um, there's some good teams out there. Uh, uh, some teams are, are clicking real early, and some teams are, are, are still trying to find a way. But it looks like uh, you guys are making a lot of progression. Uh, uh, tell me, what um, is the offense ahead of the defense? Is the defense ahead of the offense? What, what do you think? What's working well for you right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think on both ends of the court, um, still a little bit of a work in progress. Um, you know, I think defensively, we're we're kind of still trying to figure out what's going to be best for us as far as what kind of defense we're going to play. You know, we've done a lot of things, and just only in two games we played some man, we've played some zone, we pressed a little bit. Um, so we're kind of trying to figure out what this group is going to find most successful, uh, and then you know, offensively. Um, we, we didn't shoot the ball very well uh, either night. Uh, and that's something that we're going to need to do a little bit better. Uh, and I think we will. I think they'll get a little more comfortable, get their kind of their, their legs under them a little bit, and be able to shoot it maybe a little bit better as the year goes on. But I didn't do that real well either game uh, this this week. So uh, I think that the, the good news for us is that there's a lot of progress that can be made on uh, both ends of the court. And uh, and they'll need to because we've uh, we've got a tough week next week, uh, starting with Bell playing on Tuesday. Well, who is uh, uh who's shooting the ball? Who's who is putting some points on the board for you? Yeah, I mean Isaac. Isaac's been our leading scorer in both games. Um, he had twenty one last night. I think he had thirteen uh, against Kyoto. So he's been double figures both nights. Um, that's what we're going to need out of him. We're going to need him to get somewhere between probably fifteen and twenty five points every night. And uh, Solon really uh, had a big night last night. He was in foul trouble. Uh, he was in big foul trouble against Kyoto. Uh, missed a lot of that first half. Um, and then he was in foul trouble again last night and missed a lot of time in the first half. So you got to keep him on the court. And when he's been on the court, he's been able to score it. Uh, I think he had 18 last night. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, he, he's, he's unfortunately uh, missed a lot of uh, a lot of time on the court just because of foul trouble. So uh, we need to keep him on the court. But, I mean, those are the two guys that are going to uh, score the ball for us, um, you know, most nights. And then uh, it was nice getting Braden Wood into double figures last night with 10. And, uh, and we really need, you know, him and him and John Berg and Ike Molnex are other are other starters to kind of pitch in somewhere between you know five and ten a night, and they can do that. We'll, we'll be pretty tough to guard. Well, I think um, you, there, someone left a big hole. Uh, you had a lot of great, uh, uh, some other great seniors, but defensively, you had an elite player in Cole Clarahan uh, last year. Um, you know, I I, I know Waco's um, certainly missing Graber, uh, uh, but. Uh, what can you know? Who who do you think can 
I don't know if they can do all the things that he did, but maybe you need to find three guys that can do uh, each some of the things that he did. Yeah, Cole was very valuable for us last year, and, and it didn't always show up in the box score, you know, as far as points and rebounds went, but just his, his defense, his toughness, his physicality um, inside uh, was something that was incredibly valuable for us. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we lost four senior starters, and they were all valuable. Uh, but Cole, Cole's one, we, we certainly miss a lot. And, and yeah, I think that John Burke can fill into that role a little bit. You know, I talked a little bit about him earlier and you know, he had a really good first week. He's a different player. You know, he's got a little bit more size and more of a, uh, maybe more of a shot blocker uh, than Cole was. He's not quite as strong and as physical as Cole is yet. He's only a sophomore, but, uh, but I, I think that the potential is certainly there uh, for John to, to kind of step into that role. And then, you know, we've got some guys coming off the bench that, hopefully can find their role as well. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's so early in the year still and, and just trying to, you know, these kids that haven't played the varsity level, just trying to kind of figure out, okay, Hey, what's my role? What, what can I do to help this team? Uh, and, and we're still in the, in the progress of trying to figure that out. And, uh, and once we do, uh, kind of figure out those complementary roles to what Isaac and Tolan can do. Uh, I think this seems, uh, you know, sky's the limit for this group. Well, um, um, the teams that are winning that I'm seeing are passing the ball well. Uh, are you? Are, do you feel good about where you're passing the ball? How you're passing the ball, you know, and and not turning it over, um, moving it from one player to another. Uh, how are you doing on that, or, or is that an area where you need some improvement? Yeah, you know, I think that that probably is an area that we could improve on. Uh, you know, we didn't turn it over a ton. Uh, either night um, in these first two, but I think we could just be a little bit sharper with our passing. Uh, you know, I think at this point in the year, you know, the teams that have the most cohesion, the teams that have the most kids coming back from last year probably are the ones that are playing the best. Um, and, you know, and with this group, you know, we've got, you know, freshmen, we've got sophomores, we've got juniors, you know, they haven't played a lot together. Uh, you know, Isaac and Solon were playing with the seniors last year and everybody else was playing at the JV level. So just trying to mesh them together uh, a little bit after after not having played together uh, has been a little bit of a challenge. Um, and I think that that'll only get better uh, as the year goes on. And uh, um, I think that, that once that happens, I think offensively we'll, we'll take a couple steps forward. Okay. Well, uh, what's on the plate for the uh, this coming week? Yeah, we've got two games both at home. Uh, we've got Bell playing on Tuesday night. Uh, they're they're a very good team. They've got some, some size. I mean, I uh, watched a little bit of their uh, first game uh, earlier this week, and uh, they've got they've got three kids who who inside are are, are a handful, and, and that's something we don't have a ton of in size. So it'll be a little bit of a matchup issue for us um, with them. Uh, they've got a point guard who's been a, a three year varsity starter now uh, back, and he had a big game the first night, and uh, so. Uh, it's a good team. It's a team that's got, again, you know, four or five kids, kind of like Kyoto, that have been playing at the varsity level for quite a while. Uh, and that experience, especially at this point in the year, is very valuable. Um, so that'll be a tough game. Uh, it's always a tough game. Uh, Coach North up there does a terrific job with, with those kids, and they're always well-schooled and, uh, and play the game the right way. Uh, and so we'll, we'll need to be really good Tuesday night. Uh, we'll need to play a lot better than we did uh, on Friday night against Tri-County if we want to get another win. Uh, and then we play EV on uh, on Friday night at home. Uh, I've seen a few of their scores. I have not watched any of their games yet. Uh, but um, they they have a little bit of turnover in their roster as well. I know they lost a couple of pretty valuable seniors uh, from last year. 
Uh, and so I think they're kind of in a similar boat that we are right now where they're, they're just kind of trying to figure some things out. And, and they played a couple of good teams. Uh, they lost to uh, Belle Plain on, uh, on Friday night and they lost to Iowa Valley on Tuesday night, uh, who are pretty good teams in our league. So, uh, so that'll, be, that'll be a challenge for us as well. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to be home. Uh, and have that home court advantage, and hopefully that'll that'll propel us in these uh, two games this week. Well, there's a couple opportunities to see the Sigourney Savages. I know that gym that you're in, it's a tough place to play um, and uh, for the opposing team, and, and uh, um, it just seems like that support, um, that home support really really means a lot to your players, don't you? For sure, yeah. And, you know, it was, the gym was – it's a good atmosphere in the gym. It always is for that Kyoto game on Tuesday night. Uh, and yeah, we're hoping a lot of people can come back um, uh, this week. And uh, I think we're, people are just kind of, you know, it's, it feels so early still, you know, Thanksgiving's just over. And I don't think some people are quite in a winter sports mode yet. So yeah, if you're, uh, if you're looking for something to do uh, Tuesday night or, or uh, Friday night, then uh, uh, that's, uh, we're, we're the place for you. So uh, get there and uh, uh, we'd love to have uh um, a big crowd to, to cheer on our kids who are working hard. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to mention before we let you go? No, I don't think so. I do appreciate you having me. And, well, uh, yeah, it's always always, uh, always fun to get started, and uh, we'll, we'll hope to be able to document the, the trip with you guys on Wrong Guy Radio. All right. Thanks for being with us. The Columbus Wildcats. Uh, uh, coach Cheney is with us. Uh, welcome to the program, Coach. Hello again. Well, we sure had an exciting uh, first night uh, with uh, uh, the Wildcat cast. Uh, I thought it was pretty successful. Heard a lot of great things about it. Uh, saw a lot of good things uh, about your team, and I think I'm really excited uh, to watch this team progress. And I really thought they played their hearts out. I thought they gave me all the effort that they could. I mean, uh, uh, I think they couldn't have – the Wise and Muscatine shot the lights out. And uh, um, uh, what's their big guy? Northup. Man, Ty Northup, yep. man. Wow, he's some kind of wonderful, isn't he? He's, he's definitely well, one of the better Maybe better you didn't see it as so I've wonderful, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Well, uh, I'm well, sorry, what was the last thing you said? I'm I said, well, maybe you didn't see it as so wonderful, but uh, uh, he's a handful and a half for any team. Is You know, just the moves that he has and how he can adjust and how accurate he can shoot and uh, how he gets them. How he's also pretty tough on defense, uh, but you guys uh, kind of were in a slugfest last uh, night with this team. There's a lot of pushing and shoving, and kids on the floor and and banging into the wall and stuff uh, going on out there. Uh, but uh, I think the score was at 82 to 62. Yep, that was the final score. So you've been putting a lot of points. Let's focus. Let's talk first about uh, that in the end of the game. Uh, you told me you, you know you you you'd had to. Well, what was what was the score? Three, two or three, uh, fifty point plus games. Yeah. So last year we had only. I looked back and we'd only scored over fifty points four times all season last year, and in those four fifty point games we'd won. So the, fast forward to this year, and we've scored fifty nine, fifty two, and uh, sixty two in our first three games. So when we got after the game, you know, look at the score. It's eighty two, sixty two. I was just really trying to talk to the team in the locker room about just you got to take things into perspective right now. Uh, last year, we really had a hard time. You know, sometimes we couldn't even get into the 20s into halftime. And so this year, we're just really we've got an offense that we still are. It's a new offense that we're 
trying to get down, but I wouldn't say our offensive flow has been very great and we're managing to put points on the board. So like I said, it's, we, we've just been really trying to think about perspective so far, like Oh, and three is, you know, you'd like to get a win. We would have liked to definitely win that first game against Tree, but at the same time, we're, we're still scoring points. Yeah, you are. You're putting up a lot of points. Uh, and you're each game you're putting up more points, you know, uh, that's a lot of progression. Uh, well, um, tell, let's let our listeners know a little bit about the Wise and Muscatine and how they performed. And um, they put a lot of points on the board and, and they pressed. And, and uh, let's talk about a little bit about what they did and what kind of team they are. Yeah. So I think in the preseason interview we had, I, I, I'd mentioned Ty, Ty Northrop as, you know, one of the conference's best players he was last year. And I'd got to see him work at a camp this summer. Along with, I believe, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is his name Dawson Downing? Yes. Is that one? Yeah. So him, Ty, and Dawson were at a camp this summer, and I, I just got to see the way they played together, and you really got to see that last night because once those two got going, it just seemed like they lifted everybody around them, and I think that's just kind of what Ty does. Like everybody, everybody knows he's their go-to guy, but he finds a way to, you know. You know, as much as he can score and play defense, he can also pass the ball around, and he gets everybody involved. So he's definitely very hard to take out of the picture because he's just, he just gets it done every side of the ball. You know, uh, a player they had, I think his name is Finnegan Klein. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was a good player. He's all, he's you know, he's one of them all arms and all legs guys that's, you know, that, that's got that wingspan that gives you problems, and he can get up in the air, and he's got kind of a, you know, he's a body that's hard to push around, and, and he likes to fight in there with you. What would you think of that kid? He seemed to just have a hand everywhere. Like, if, if it wasn't blocking a shot, it was stealing a ball in the passing lane. And, and I really felt like L&M just kind of had a sneaky defense. They were kind of sagging off a lot, and then they would just explode into a passing lane and were just able to get steals. And, yeah, he was a real, real force to deal with in the paint. Well, um, you've got some losses there, but you're not getting blown out of the gym and you're you're putting a lot of points on the board. Um, uh, uh, how close do you think you are to getting a win? Man, I, I mean, the first game of the year that we dropped to one tree was a very close game that we just, it was a one-point game going into the final minute and they hit a three to go up four and, you know, that four-point lead's hard to make up in a, under a minute left. So I definitely already kind of, quote unquote smelled yeah and getting close um and then last night you know it was kind of a weird score like you see the 82 62 as the coach that coached the game it felt like it was a bigger deficit than that and so to be able to look and see that we were able to just not quit and not give up you know I, we we had a lot of guys step up on our bench that came in and kept us in that game and kept you know kept the lead what it was but well, no, essentially, I, I, they kind of, they just kind of, I mean, it was like 12 to nothing real quick or, or maybe 12 to two or something. And then, you know, in the first quarter, they got up to a 20 point lead. And from that point on, it was even. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought after that first quarter, the next, you know, second quarter, we were still kind of work, trying to work out some of those first quarter jitters. But I really thought the second half, things changed a lot. I thought we, that they, they were really 
getting us good with their press that first half. And I thought the second half we made some adjustments and seemed to be able to get the ball up onto the offensive side. So we were just that first half, we were just having so much trouble to have a flow on offense because their press was just killing us out there. But no, I thought the second half, thought I felt like it was a more even game per se. Well, uh, let me ask you about a player. Uh, I think his name is Zuniga. Gabe Zuniga. Yeah, tell me about him. I thought he imp- he impressed me. He he got a lot of putbacks. You know, he seemed to hit a high percentage of the shots that he took, uh, and he was uh, pretty active all night. Yeah, Gabe. Uh, last week he kind of tweaked his ankle a little bit, and so into last night's game that towards the end of the game, I think his ankles kind of bother him a little bit, but. He really fought through some pain. I, I could tell on his face out there a few times he was just gassed, and I was just hoping he could just give me a little more. And before he knew it, he'd, you know, get in there, and he would just – that was kind of where, where he kind of sparked us was we were breaking – when we would actually break their press, he was able to kind of float to that corner, and he hit some big three-pointers for us. But, yeah, that was definitely one of, one of if not, Gabe's best varsity games. You got like six of your first eight, eight points or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he, he really sparked our offense. Uh, I think he ended up with 13 on the night, or 14 actually, which is by far his career high. I don't know if he's ever had over 10. Um, so, yeah, that was a big breakout game for Gabe. And as a sophomore, I'm just really hoping he, you know, he can look past the loss and kind of hone in on his own individual accomplishment that game to know to grow some confidence moving forward. Well, um Big poison and little poison. Um, boy, they, 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 I was really impressed with little poison to be honest with you. His leadership, especially, I don't know what, what happened to, uh, to Tim Hills. Uh, did he get an ankle sprain or something? He, he came out late in the game. Yeah, that's that ankle where he kind of tweaked it. I, you were there and it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure on three straight offensive possessions. Uh, there are three ankle injuries, and uh, you know I, I hope the LM guys' ankles are all right. But on three straight possessions, it was something that was very eerie to watch. But no, I think he just kind of tweaked it a little, and it seemed kind of just with the timing of what we were down in the fourth quarter. He he said he was okay, and he went and got some ice. So I think I think he's all right, and thankfully we don't play again until Tuesday. But yeah. Um, Ellis, on the other hand, he Ellis has been fighting a sickness, which he says has been going on for a, over a month right now. Just a runny nose and kind of some congestion that's kind of been bothering him, honestly, all week in our games. And but last night he he had a big task. There's a, you know some we we switched to a man defense in the second half, and uh, my assistant coach Tanner Travis and I were really telling Ellis like, hey, we're gonna need you to guard Ty on the defensive side, and he was totally up for it, and he, he did. Did as good a job as he could for a freshman. Well, what I really liked out of him was how, you know, um, Big Poison has the the big role. You know what I mean? He's the big guy, you know, and he's he's setting the things up. Uh, and how well Little Poison took took over that role. You know what I mean? And he became the leader and the distributor, and you know, and and kind of all the offense seemed to flow through him. Uh, and he, he, he kind of looked like his his bigger brother out there. Did, did, did you see that kind of leadership out of him down the stretch? Yeah, I, I felt like 
Um, I, I really said it in the sec, uh, at halftime that somebody else needs to step up and take some of the pressure off of Tim. Because that first half, you could just tell L&M was really making things tough for Tim, whether it was getting the ball off the court, let alone just getting the shot without being swarmed. But uh, I, I really pushed at halftime for somebody to step up, and I thought Ellis, that second half, really stepped up where we needed him. And Tim was Tim was pretty tired. But he was hanging in there, and Ellis seemed to just – him and Tim, I, some, when they're on the same brain paths, it, it's almost like they're twins out there. Well, I wish I had my roster with me, but there's a kid came off the bench, uh, really put some points on the board late in the game, uh, a number 24. Uh, uh, Elliot Wesley. Yeah, Elliot Wesley, yeah. You know, he came in there. I think he got your – you did a 60 and uh, a 61 or two or what – Yeah. I think he, he was the one that scored the last points, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep, that's Elliot. He's a sophomore. He played a little little bit of varsity last year by a little bit, very little bit. Um, but he's now a sophomore. And, yeah, he's really showed that, you know, he, he's kind of one of our deeper spots on the bench. But I think last night he showed everybody that he's ready to play some more minutes. And he's been working really hard. on. He had a great game in the JV game. And there was one time – specifically in the game last night where he's getting guarded going up the court by that Dawson Downing and he was kind of turning Dawson back and forth and trying to work in some different dribbling moves and Dawson I think he had 10 steals last night that was one of them but when the ball was dead I had Elliot come over to me and I was like that was even though you turned the ball over I was so happy with what you did there so so yeah he, he came in there he had some big shots and I think that was his I think he ended up with nine points and four rebounds and three steals, and I don't even know if he played ten minutes of the game. Well, he wants to. Uh, uh, he he was stepping it up a notch for Round Guy Radio, and we we appreciate him doing that. Well, uh, you said you had some stats on this game. You know, this this is the kind of game that is well, you know, what we're looking for in a Round Guy game of the week, a real rivalry. You know, and I I can feel that in the gym. You know, the L and M and Columbus are real close, and they you know. Uh, you know, the little Yankees, Red Sox kind of thing going on there. And uh, the gym was pretty packed and pretty lively. Uh, did you feel some support, too, last night? Oh, no doubt. Um, I, I mean, I graduated in 2005 from Columbus. And even going back to then, we had a tight rivalry with l and it, It's I, I feel like a lot of Columbus and l people get along. But it seems like when the sports, when the lights go on, it's not that we don't get along, but it's just a very hungry atmosphere. And I thought last night, L&M, you know, they were going into the game with no wins, as as were we. So you could just tell the crowds were hungry for a win. And and I haven't seen I I haven't seen a Columbus crowd be into a game that you know we were losing by. I, I thought they were there for the whole game, supporting us. So yeah, I, I thought L&M's crowd was great. I thought they were just super into the game and it, it really seemed like LM kind of found their groove last night against us so I'm, I, I'm sure as an LM fan that was fun but yeah we I just I think the Columbus fans seem to be pretty into the game even though the score wasn't exactly what they wanted well we got we're we're, we're getting wildcat fever going on uh you know they're just winning so much everywhere football wrestling whatever it is they're doing they're winning and uh um it looks like the the you got a great team here, and I'm really excited about being part of it. And and uh, uh, we'll, we'll be there Friday. But who who else do you play? So we play at Pekin Tuesday, which oh. being in Colum- 
being in Columbus and kind of L&M Wapalo area, it's a long drive for all of us. So never an easy place to play. But, uh, yeah, they beat us twice last year, so we're really hoping, you know, we can kind of use some of this momentum and we big practice on Monday to really fix some things. And then Friday is the juggernaut match versus Waco at home. So that will not be an easy matchup by any means. But like I've said, I, Waco, I would say, is more athletic than us. But my philosophy is if we can match their physicality, then I, I hope that that can keep us in a game. Well, uh yeah, they're, they got so many big guys, and Hunter Hughes, you know, I mean, it's like, it's a cornucopia of the greatest players, uh, you know, from Ty North up in, and you get Colton Lichty, and you get Waterhouse, and you get Hunter Hughes, and they got some good young players over there, but uh, it'll be fun, uh, but uh, I, I like this uh, matchup with Pekin for you. Uh, um, that's where I live. That's my that's where my grandkids go okay, to school okay. at. Uh, I live in Richland, so I know the drive. Uh, it was a snowy drive last night. Uh, couldn't even hardly see till I got to about Ainsworth. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, I, I but it's like it's it, it might be a long drive, but it's worth it. Uh, that's the first time I ever saw Columbus play. Uh, was uh, there at uh, Pekin, and it was a great game. And you guys shot the lights out, and uh, uh, you didn't come out on top, but man, you made it tough. Uh, and I kind of fell in love with the Wildcat basketball then and there, and. Uh, it continues on to this year. Was there anything else you want to put out before we let you go? Uh, we didn't get to the stats, if you got those. Yeah. Um, so, so the stats, Tim, Tim was our leading scorer with 15, nine rebounds and three steals. And, I mean, those 15 points he got were – he had to earn every one of those points because L&M just swarmed him like bees. Uh, Gabe, Gabe Zunigo is our second leading scorer with 14. Ellis Hills had 13. Elliot Wesley – he had nine. So Gabe, Gabe as a sophomore and Elliot. So Ellis, Gabe and Elliot all had career highs last night, which just goes to show the inexperience we have. Um, Juan Cherez kind of had a quiet offensive game. He had six points, but he had 12 rebounds. And I think five of those were offensive. So we've really been pushing Juan to just, he's a very athletic kid and just trying to get him to recognize his skill talent. And then I think the guy, you had mentioned to me earlier that you want to talk about was Bryce Grimm coming off the bench. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I love that kid. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he, in our preseason talk. I'd mentioned his ankle injury might be keeping him out till Christmas, but I don't know where he got the blessing. But his his ankle healed pretty quickly. So this this Thursday night at North Cedar was his first action. He didn't he didn't even play last year, so he hasn't played in two years since he was a freshman. And so we're, we're kind of just slowly working him back, especially um, with the ankle injury and with his, I mean, he's got size 17, he's a six, seven with size 17 feet. So you got to really watch that ankle, but so, yeah, so I think last night he played nine minutes and I definitely see those minutes are going to keep going up. Um, I don't know if there is a bigger post in our conference, you know, Ab I can think of Abram Edwards off the top of my head. I mean, yeah. he's, he, there's not too many guys as athletic as him, but, Bryce Graham is a very, very big guy. But, yeah, he came in in nine minutes and had four points and four rebounds for us. Three of those rebounds were offensive. So, yeah, we're really – I think Bryce's minutes are going to keep going up as he continues to find the flow with this offense. Because, I mean, he, he, the only, he just started practicing the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So he's only practiced three days and played – and his first game was Thursday. So – 
so yeah, we're really excited to get another big, big man in there to help Keaton Clark and really just kind of give us a post presence too. So very excited. Yeah. Well, coach Leckel was pretty proud of him too. He, he says he's a big part of their offensive line too on the football team. So yeah, but I think he was an all district lineman for that. Well, we're going a little long here, so we better wrap her up. But, uh, uh, I ask you to tell your players to give me the best they got. And how many kids had career highs? <laughs> Uh, six, seven guys. Six or seven guys. Well, it sounds like they're they're excited to be on 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 with us, and we're excited to have them, and we're going to be with them, and and we'll get some wins on the board. We'll have some great games, and be a lot of fun and entertainment. So get out there and support the Wildcats. Thanks for being with us, Coach. Thank you. I'm talking to all the Round Guy Radio listeners out there with livestock. If uh, we've got a couple sponsors that are specifically going to help you here, uh, first we want to mention. Rob Moore of Livestock Risk Management Partners. If you need to manage the risk of your livestock, get a hold of them. But if you need to move your livestock, uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales, located on uh, Highway 78 in beautiful Richland, Iowa, uh, talk to Corwin Henshaw about his new Hillsboro trailers. They got a 10 year warranty, and these are the state of the art. These are the best trailers you can get for moving cattle. 